you must deserve your carbs. If I train, I eat carbs. If I do not train, I do not eat carbs. Uh, my roommate over here would be the first to tell you that. <laughs> we got in a fight over a sweet potato. Oh, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, she, Th- made, she made me a sweet potato. Uh-huh. I didn't train that day. I did not eat the sweet potato because I didn't feel that I had deserved it. Hence the fight. Hence the fight. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, fight ensues. Uh, we didn't talk the whole rest of that night because I didn't eat the fucking sweet potato. Because of a sweet potato. Mm-hmm. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. All right, you found your way back to the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Tony Dufresne. This is where you get news, notes, information. You get all kinds of stuff to help you rise above the unwashed masses to live life on your own terms. And today... Another very special guest, the voice of Millennial today, and it's going to be Shane. And I brought him in because he is a, you are a professional, really. I would say you so. You are a professional in your a, field. A young professional. Right. And, and today we're going to talk about well, a Millennial professional, which is exactly what we need mm-hmm. on the show, just like we had last week. Right? Well, Ange- Angela's here, but she's off camera. Can't see her. So way. you can say hi, though, Angela, so we can hear you. Okay, there you go. Uh, but I brought Shane in because he is a, I'm going to let him... Uh, tell you about himself, but uh, today we're going to talk about fitness and we're going to talk about what, really the basically super three super easy things you can do to get yourself balanced from a fitness standpoint, from get your life balanced. So, hey, Shane, how are you? Thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me. And Appreciate so, it. No, no, no worries, man. So give me a little bit of a background in terms of what your gig is okay. and what you have, and then we'll, we'll roll into what, you know, this is going to be kind of a freewheeling discussion today that's where i thrive it'll be great good because that's what's going to happen yeah. because i just had you you know usually and i was talking to angela and uh, shane before the show usually i've got pretty structured notes in regards to what i want to talk about but not today because we're both we're, we both have the same kind of background but you're much more on the front lines now mm-hmm. and so this is really going to be me asking questions about kind of what's going on now sure and then how to kind of Whittle it down to like three things that we can share. Simplify. Exactly. Right. So uh, give me a little bit of background on you. Uh, So what I do now is uh, my title would be facility manager. I manage a sports training facility called FAST, um, Foothills Acceleration Sports Training is the acronym. Uh, We do group fitness classes, personal training, as well as sports performance classes. Um, Sports performance ranges anywhere from ages 8 to 18. Mm -hmm. Uh general population for personal training. Uh, I think my youngest client would probably be 33 and my oldest is 74. Okay. Wow. And I've got everything in between. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then group fitness classes are very general. Think adult boot camps Monday through Thursdays, um, and Tuesday, Thursday in the mornings. Okay. Um, we're also connected with the physical therapy clinic. So Foothill sports med, uh, we get a lot of referrals from over there. So pretty much every client I have personal training wise all have some sort of restriction or okay. injury. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So it's like a rehab like or something. And so, Big you, time. You, yeah. so you have to customize it based upon their particular uh situation totally. to kind of work around that. So everything is customized. It is true personal training, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Every program is different. There is no one program fits all with me. Um I maybe the most I have on the same program is two. Right, which is really the way it should be anyway, right? Right. I yeah. mean, every, there, there really is no one size fits all at all. There I mean, even, zero. If, even if you're perfectly healthy, right? Oh, everybody has different genotypes, phenotypes, mm-hmm. everything. There is no one size fits all. If there was, we'd all be doing it, right? Wouldn't it be great? 
and but, and yeah, it'd probably be on. easier than you know what's what's going on much now. easier and, which know. we all try to look for is the easy button right oh, man. But, well uh, yeah that's it, always it doesn't exist but and that but that's why isn't that why most people that go into a fitness program and, and what i was a personal trainer for a long time and i kind of incorporate that now into my my lifestyle coaching stuff now uh but uh most people come into that wanting that solution, wanting the answer, wanting you to tell them what the answer is, yes, and then kind of give them that that formula, that magic formula, and then they'll and then in a month they'll be amazing. Oh yeah, that, that there is no magic formula. Remember where we were talking right before the show about yeah. the summer body. Yep, and and the fact is that you know somebody will come into you like like two or three months before summer and ask you, and then you tell them. Oh, that's the worst. That's my biggest pet peeve. I'm going to say, get ready for next year. Right. You already fucked this one up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's Chalk done. Chalk it up as a loss. Done. It's Walk done. Walk away. It's right. done. Yep. Yeah. Prepare for next year. I've lost a lot of clients. They uh, don't want to hear that. That's no. not That's not a sexy answer. No. People no. don't like that. People don't want to pay money for that. No, but it's a God's honest truth. It is the absolute truth, and you would be doing them a disservice by selling them or telling them otherwise. Yeah, tell me how many people out there will take their money, though. Oh, plenty. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of guys out there that yeah. do that. There's uh, plenty of guys out there that'll make us look bad by doing that. All the so time. You'll, you'll fight it in the profession. Yeah. But. And that's the problem. The problem is is that, and it's the same thing with psychologists and therapists and in, in, in me talking to my clients that I work with now, they'll go to somebody, they'll go to a therapist or psychologist, like maybe for the first time or second time or a family systems person, and it'll be a terrible experience mm-hmm. because the, the person will be an idiot. And believe me, I went to school with those people. Yeah. A lot of them are, are crazy. Sure. I mean, they're batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so and they're going there for themselves more than anything. Yep. And so they get out and then they're just and it's the same thing with with trainers. Mm-hmm. I've seen more crappy trainers that just that ha- just that just take your money and put you through the same generic bullshit yep. that they put everybody else through. Mm-hmm. And um and, and then what happens and then what happens is is that somebody gets a really bad taste in their mouth about the whole industry. Yep. Because everybody does that. You always overgeneralize about stuff. Oh yeah. And you say, oh, I went to a trainer. They suck. I'm going to do it myself. Yep. And, and then they're donezo. So when and I, this is really kind of off topic, but when has that happened? I mean, have people come to you and saying, "I've oh, had bad experiences in the past"? Oh, blah, totally. Blah, blah. Totally. And so that kind of leeways into uh, the referrals we get from sports medicine and rehab, uh, because a lot of people they say, "Well, I worked with a trainer in the past. I got hurt doing this. Now I'm at rehab. Uh, how do I know you're not going to do the same thing to me? How do I know you're not going to hurt me like my last trainer did?" Especially with the rehab stuff, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I'm already yeah. in the hole. I got to dig myself <laughs> right. out. So so what do you do in that circumstance? You know, do you- I I do my biggest thing is open communication. Say so you have to I I tell them right up front I go there's no book, there's no special formula if you will to say if you have a knee replacement and your knee hurts, there is no book that's going to tell me you can do this exercise and you cannot right. do this exercise. You have to let me know immediately. If this bothers you and this hurts, mm-hmm. Let me know. I will find. I will change the modality. We will. We will squat somehow. I will make you step up. We will get in better shape. We will find a different way, a different outlet to accomplish the same goal. There is no one size fits all. And just because you and I had the same knee replacement doesn't mean that I can do high box step ups and right. you can't. You may be able to, and I can't. There's there. Uh, there's so much uh, variety and so much difference in everybody with same injuries, same backgrounds, whatever. There is no one size fits all. And that really, and again, that just wraps up, up us up into the, really the entirety of the show and the reason why we're doing it is because number one, nobody's the same. And if anybody tries to tell you that you can just follow the same thing or if you go online and you just follow a program and, and it's not, it's not effective for you, then there's probably a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be on a, a, a number of different planes, mm-hmm. but what we want to do today is kind of, 
kind of dispel some of those those myths and get just get down to some really three like three maybe four whatever basic basic However stuff. How many we get to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Six, yeah, seven, it could be. Know, so. I don't know. You know, yeah. you try to make it simple, but then it ends up. You know, that's usually kind of. That's, that's, takes off into another category, and before you know it, you spitballed for an hour. And that's the story minutes, of the show. So, yeah. That's the story of this whole damn show. It's, right. it's like that. So a couple of things that I want to bring up offhand, I just jotted down some quick notes okay. that I want to throw out at you and we'll kind of talk about. Let's do it. Uh, this is the one thing that I tell even my clients now, uh, not to specifically fitness, but you know, people come in and say, and they want this objective or they have this, this thing that they want, and then you say they, they go into a training program or they want to go into like a, like a meditation program or something. Mm-hmm. Physical chemistry, your physiology and your chemistry is as important as, you know, getting your mindset right or, or making consistent training, mm-hmm. uh, your thing. Yep. What you put in your fucking mouth. Yep. Is as, I always say it's an 80 20 thing. 80% of where you want to go with your fitness and your training, whether it be aesthetic, you know, hypertrophy or, you know, how you look yep. or how you feel or how fast you, you know, you can run or how high you can jump. It has to do with what you put in your mouth. Absolutely. It might even be more than that. 80, 20. Is, yeah, I was trying to be nice. No, you're being a little conservative. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, but I will just say in my experience, I would say within the last five years, so I'll be 28 here in about two weeks. From 23 to 28, I would say I train half as hard, mm-hmm. um, half as frequent, but my diet is so much better. And if you were to compare uh, strength to weight ratios from 23 to 28, not only have I gotten older, trained less, uh, and trained with less in, uh, intensity, mm-hmm. my strength is equal. Isn't that amazing? Same. But nutrition is the one factor that kind of helps balance that okay, out. Okay, well then share. Why don't you share just maybe two or three points in regards to those changes that you did make that you saw as really positive attributes that have led you to this? So I am a big, and I will get a lot of grief for this or a lot of pushback, but I am a high-protein, high-fat, low-carb guy. Um, I, sticked, I, I stick to... You must deserve your carbs. If I train, I eat carbs. If I do not train, I do not eat carbs. Uh, my roommate over here would be the first to tell you that <laughs> we got in a fight over a sweet potato. Oh, outstanding! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She Th- made she made me a sweet potato. Uh huh. I didn't train that day. I did not eat the sweet potato because I didn't feel that I had deserved it. Hence the fight. Hence the fight. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, fight ensues. Uh, we didn't talk the whole rest of that night because I didn't eat the fucking sweet potato. Because of a sweet potato. Mm-hmm. So, but it does take, it yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, on, uh-huh. to, to piggyback <laughs> off that, it does take that sort of discipline, though, to be able to accomplish your goals. There is no sexy there. It's all hard work. Okay. Let me ask you, because we've talked about this before. How long does it take to get to the point where you're that precise on your discipline though i mean you're, you're gonna have people that come in sure and they're still trying to figure out if they should have white rice with butter yep. and all that shit versus yeah. having brown rice with butter and all that kind of stuff sure. the one thing that i try to tell everybody you can't you know you can't eat the whole elephant yep it's it's one it's one bite at a time one bite at a time and and i know we talked about that a lot too right. because it's it in doing something like this in terms of the diet and the nutrition and making changes mm-hmm. i just want to bring this up now yeah making the changes Give yourself a break. Sure. Right? And, yep. and you deal with this all the time with yep. your clients, too. They yep. want to come in and do, like, change completely everything. Yes, and it never works. Because? It, there's always a, let's call it a, a rebound effect. So uh, you cut 10 pounds within a week because you did this fast dieting. Well, you're probably going to gain all that back and 7% uh, within the following week. Because right. you can't stick to it. It's not optimal. It's not realistic. 
for example, I had a guy who I just started training uh, a couple weeks ago, um, looking to play overseas basketball, a little, about 12 pounds overweight currently comes in and he goes, Hey man, I'm, you know, I've been kind of chilling, getting kind of fat, uh, but I'm ready to start training. I go, okay, well, when's the last time you've been doing serious weight training, resistance training? He goes, ah, it's probably been a couple of years, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I'm ready to hit it now, uh, three times a week. And I need to get on a diet plan. I need to do this. I go, we're going to train. I go, but we're not going to touch your diet for the first three weeks. We're going to see how you respond. I go, you'll see that you'll lose a lot of the weight you want now. And then once we really try to dial in those body composition goals, then we fine tune the diet and see what works for you and how you can even navigate through the day. Right. He came back. That was on a Wednesday. He came back Friday. Actually, he didn't come back Friday because he was so sore from Wednesday and Thursday that he came back on Monday and thanked me for not making him go through a diet. Right. At the same hey, time. At the same time. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. he's just trying to adapt to even training. So yeah. it's progression, not perfection. You just try to be good a little bit most of the time. And then as you get better and you get consistent, then you make the next change and the next Such change. Such a next change. profound and important concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, progression, not perfection. perfection. That is the key. I mean, it really is, yeah. isn't it? In terms of over, and you can even apply that to pretty much everything. But but yeah. in the context of now, and in the context of fitness, and how important diet and nutrition is, as well as everything else. But it really is. You've got to make those small steps. If you try to do too much at once, you, first of all, you, your body's going to respond. It's it's going to go into shock. Yeah. The second thing is is that you're you're going to feel like complete shit because you're so far out of your norm. Yep. And then and then you're going to get pissed off, and then you're going to say, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Well, and that's then, the, that's and then natural, the whole thing, right? People it, it, just freak well, out. Well, that's say, what, All right, fuck. I, yeah. I ruined everything. I'm well, done. Yeah, but that's because they're so far out of their box. Yeah. And they think that they have to they think that they have to take so such a big step to make this this profound change in their life. Yep. Where that's not the case at all. No. In in fact, that that would be more of a detriment than anything. Mm-hmm. So so in coming back to the diet thing, because I want to I want to get to Stay your thing. Sure. So uh so, so the sweet potato. Yeah. Do, do you discern? Do you even discern on the carbs in terms of like your if you do your starchy carbs? Do you only do a certain amount and then allow yourself that you like more of um. Uh, like cruciferous stuff, you know, like broccoli and cauliflower and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Or do you, do you do you get to those minute little? I do, uh, obviously, depending on what type of training I'm going through and what my goals are. Most of the time, they're body composition goals now because I'm not training for any sport or anything. It's all about just to make sure I look good and that she doesn't turn her back on me sure. at night before bed. Right, exactly. So, you know, uh, priorities. Yeah, right? yeah priorities. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I guess I kind of introduce once I'm really trying to lean out, I'll, obviously, I'll be really strict on the carbs. Uh, and then mm-hmm. once I get to a point where I feel lean enough or I'm feeling too small where it's hurting me in the weight room, then mm-hmm. I start incorporating carbs back into my diet. So you're cycling. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then what that'll do is usually the first ones I start to reintroduce back into the diet are actually more simple ones such as fruits. Mm-hmm. So I'll cut myself off from those. I won't cut myself off from veggies because usually they're higher in fiber. Yeah. Um, something that we all need more of actually, mm-hmm. uh, dietary fiber. But once I start cycling back in, I'll start in- introducing fruits and then I'll start getting into sweet potatoes, things like that. So you go, you go, so you start with your fruits and then go more starchy. Yep. Exactly. Into those. As I go, as I start to phase right. back in. Are they, okay. So for the person that is just, just wants to make those incremental changes right now, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of diet, would you suggest, uh, we talked about the food log, but would you, we know how that goes. Sure. I don't know if you, what, what would you suggest in terms of a really easy, thing to do to make one small shift 
eat more fruits and veggies. If you do that, you'll probably find yourself feeling more full. You'll probably snack on less shit. Uh, but as far as carbs go, too, don't do man-made carbs. If a man made it in a lab or wherever, factory or something like that, it's probably not the best for you. So anything processed, boxed, yeah. anything of that. Right. You know, no, it yeah. seems pretty simple. But yeah. if you think about it and think about look it. at it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It takes a little bit more mindfulness. Um, you will have to pay a little bit more attention. And sometimes that's a good thing. How about eating out fast food stuff? I do not trust anyone making my food. I hardly even trust her sometimes. Well, well especially with sweet potatoes. Yeah, apparently, she, she'll, yes. she'll spike my meal with carbs when I'm not looking. Really? And, yeah. 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 Oh my God, Melissa's the same way. I know her. I know her cousin. So and and she does the same thing. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll uh, yeah they'll feed you Italian style. Uh huh. Italia style. Yeah, it's a damn Italians. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Well, you need uh, noodles with that protein. Oh no, God, no. no. Get, the, get those noodles out of here. Right. Yeah. Be in food coma. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. That's what it does. So. <laughs> so so in terms of like eating out and stuff. Yes. Uh, you would we say, would, I would say we limit exposures. We limit exposures to, yeah, not perfect. No, we definitely eat out, but we don't, I mean, Taco Bell, McDonald's, those are like, that's not even a thought mm-hmm. in our head. That is usually my idea of eating out is like, fuck, let's just swing into Whole Foods, grab like a box of shit we can eat mm-hmm. and then go home and eat it. Let's say you're on the road. I mean, see, most people are, are not like that. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I mean, and there, and that's why, uh, the, you know, the progression of, uh, restaurants is yeah, actually no, more towards the, yeah. the fast food stuff. And totally. the, so if that is the case, and it, there's a lot of people out there saying, you know, you know, places to eat or, or yep. things to eat and kind of that kind of stuff. But from your, from your experience and from dealing with clients all the time and yep. talking to them and what they're eating, is there, is there a way to be able to do that or, uh, uh, without getting too much in your head, uh, without having to, to, you know, get in there and nobody's going to read the nutrition thing, bullshit thing. I always say, Gosh, you know, know, you should do that, but they don't. Yeah. Nobody does. And so they roll it in there, too much effort, too right? They're rolling in there. They're starving. It's just, it, is there a way that maybe I'm trying to split hairs really is yeah, what yeah, I'm trying no. to do. You know, instead, yeah. instead of getting the Whopper and the fries and all yeah. that shit, is there a way that you can kind of do it with b- b- compromise? I would say. The biggest issue is in your situation, you say somebody rolls in and they're fucking starving, right? You, When you're starving, you are not in a good position <laughs> to make good health decisions. You think? Yes. So <laughs> if you can try to limit starving yourself by, it takes more effort, but meal prepping or having some sort of snack or planning for the future and not making not letting yourself get to that point. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest issue. We pack lunches. I bring plenty of snacks everywhere I go. So that way I don't have to rely on eating out or fast food. If I have to, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you get more knowledgeable and educated in what works and what doesn't for your body, you can decide where you're going to eat out. Planning. Yes. Yeah. But it's so all a about, little bit of planning. I would I would consider it preventative. Mm-hmm. You are trying to prevent getting to that hungry state where you're starving and anything sounds good because mm-hmm. once you do that, you've officially fallen off the wagon. Mm-hmm. You self-loathe. You feel like shit. Yeah, it's a downward uh, spiral. And it's a downward spiral. And yeah. if, if that, to me, if that happens in the middle of the day, the rest of your day is fucked. 
Pretty much. So if you do not make good decisions throughout the day, you are more likely to just fuck up the entire day and start over the next day. Right. So you, so you throw the towel in. You're like, well, I've already done this. I've already eaten a half a pint of ice cream. I might as well just you know, totally. go nuts. Yeah. No, you hear yeah. it all the time, right? Yeah. I said, well, I've already come this far. I'm going to fucking do it, right? right. So right. yeah, exactly. Half a pint. People start breakfast like that. Like, uh, you know, I started off, had a good breakfast, and then like mid-morning, like somebody brought in donuts to the office, and I fucking smashed three donuts. Right. Well, are you gonna are you gonna have a salad for lunch after that? No, probably not. Right, right. Yeah, probably yeah, not. Yeah, You're yeah, gonna say, yeah. you know what? Fuck this. Let's go to happy hour with right. all my friends. I'm gonna smash whatever yeah. whatever burger yeah. afterwards, and just I've already come this far. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the cheap meal has turned into the cheap day. Oh yeah, every day is right. Every meal is cheap meal. <laughs> yeah, everybody's so, bulking. Right. So excuse me. Right. So, so speaking of, in the wrong way. Yes, exactly. Wrong goal. So, so speaking of cheat meal, cheat day, cheat week, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on any of those? I think, as far as cheat meals are concerned, um, if they are fine, I think you should do them probably at least once a week or maybe twice a week, so you don't drive yourself nuts. Uh, the biggest issue I see is people try to do everything so perfectly that they drive themselves insane. And again, what we were talking about, yep, they yeah. drive themselves nuts. And then, so they, they push themselves to the, to the limits for a week, two weeks, however long they can last, however long they can, uh, their internal motivation will take them. Yeah. And then after that, uh, they fall off and eat whatever the hell they want. But if you keep it a little bit more consistent, if you just mm-hmm. try to be good, most of the time you say, you know, what? I've been pretty good the last couple of days. I'm not going to feel guilty about, mm-hmm. Um, eating a little bit of ice cream, right? And it'll be a, it'll be like a meal or a snack, yeah. not not a day. Yo, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, not a day. Eat something there, so that way the next day you're like, okay, I got it out of my system. I can go back. I'll have you know, I'll have my normal healthy breakfast in the morning. Start making good decisions again mm-hmm. throughout the day. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be every day, but I mm-hmm. I think it's fine if you've been pretty good and you know you're being good. Go for it. Yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah there, there was. Uh, did you see the new study that was out? I think it was from. I think it was CDC. It was somebody, maybe NIH. I can't remember. National Institute of Health or mm-hmm. uh, uh, CDC. Uh, uh, it only takes five days of eating in a certain way to change your metabolism. Oh, I believe that. Five days. Yes, that's it. So if you go off the wagon for five days and start eating shit again, yep. your metabolism will go right back. Right back to how it was. Right back yeah. to how it was, yeah. So yeah. it's so you can't you can't be going nuts like that. But I think you brought up a good point. It's the same thing as as taking yourself so far out of your own comfort zone. Yep. Instead of taking that like just the toe in the water. Yeah. It's like, you know, taking a boat out in the middle of it and that's it, it, I always uh make it like it's like it's a rubber band mm-hmm. and you and you know, the farther out you go from your norm, the farther it stretches, but yep. what happens is, is once you break, man, you snap right back. You snap right back and even a little bit further back. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's a, and it's a complete dumpster fire. Yep. And it's not worth it. What, no. What was the point? And that's you what happened. gaining weight. Right. But then you feel like shit. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, the hell with this. And then you give up. And then, and people are in this constant, constant And it goes cycle. back. That leaves a bad taste in your mouth, too. Yeah, and exactly. They say, uh, and then they try something else, and it doesn't work. And they say, yeah. I've tried everything, and nothing works. Right. Well, you didn't do it the right way. There's stuff that works. You just didn't do it you know, the correct way. You know, a right. lot of stuff out there that works. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And I talked to my clients about that, too, about uh, going through self-help books, training, all that kind of stuff. Any any sort of thing that's that's been effective for a decent group of people uh, has the ability to be effective for you. Sure, but it has to speak in your particular language. You have mm-hmm. to hear it the way that you hear it, and then you have to fucking commit. Yeah. At the end of the day, you it's, gotta commit. It's, what is the easy pill? What's the easy formula? What's the easy success? It's 
it's hard work. Yeah, there's no easy. It's hard work and time in the game. Right. You really you got to put your time in. Yep. You got you got to. And that and that goes for that's analogous for anything. Oh yeah. No, that's right? that's the beauty of being in the weight room and strength and conditioning is there's so much that translates it it transfers over to right. life. Best part about best part about me what I found integrating all that, integrating the training and the health and the food log and all that stuff mm-hmm. into where my clients are. The, the physical training is that one thing that you feel as though you can control most because mm-hmm. you really you can control what's on your fork. Mm-hmm. You can control when you go to the gym. Yep. You control your level of intensity and what you do and what your choice is. It has the most level of control over and above the ego. You know, the ego is is all that internal yep. dumpster fire that goes on in your head. Sure. But you can get out and go to the gym. You can pick out what you eat and all that kind of stuff. Yep. It has the, the physical aspect of that trinity, you know, mm-hmm. physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. You have the most control over that's what i love about it because yep. if you can get in there and you can exercise your control in that arena yep then you then you got it i mean you're yeah. you're you have on, a better chance at oh, life oh my god it's yeah. not even funny i mean yeah. it's just it's so much it's so much more effective to get people dialed in to that and then and then they could take that and then that kind of transcends and that that helps out all the other aspects of their life absolutely because i mean how, you get clients in and they even going through rehab or whatever how much more confident do they feel? How much more in control do they feel? How much more grounded do they feel when they get through that? You know, uh, aside from general pop, but athletes as well, too, um, everybody feels more confident when they can come in um, and they see themselves progressing. They don't think about it. They're just in here working hard, breathing heavy. The confidence is the biggest thing. Uh, parents come in to me and say, hey, you know what? Like, you know, maybe, maybe he's not that much faster but his confidence is that mm-hmm. much higher. So right. he comes in. So now when he goes to try out for a team or play with his friends or something, his whole attitude and his demeanor is more positive and it's better. And so he can perform better. He can do things better. And he's when you have more confidence, your own expectations of yourself begin to rise mm-hmm. a little bit. And, and you, you start to expect you, more out of yourself and you push yourself. And a then little you bit meet more. them. That's the exactly. Best part. And then, yeah, then now you're forced to meet them, right? Yeah, you exactly. expect a little bit more out of yourself. Exactly. So you do a little bit more. Then you hit that one. Then it's on to the next one. Then exactly. the next one. Then the next one. Again, a progression. Exactly. And, and it does come down to with that confidence, with that surety or that level of understanding of who you are, uh, it, it, you're okay with actually maybe even putting the toe in the water and having it not work out. And, oh, have, yeah. and having to come back and or making and making a mistake yep. or, or failing on a lift yep. because you do a lot of training with Olympic weightlifting yes. type of uh, and we t- I mean almost uh, uh, spe- specifically in terms of specialization stuff you're very dialed into that sure and how many how many fails are there I mean that's so kind of part funny, of the thing right? yeah no funny you bring that up so with Olympic lifting like I'd mentioned before it's highly technical one of the first steps in the progression of learning the lift you have to teach them how to fail. You have to teach them how to miss. If they cannot properly miss, they're very liable to get hurt. Really? Yes. So if they do not know how to miss properly, you are moving a barbell with weights on it from the floor to over your head in one motion. If you do, if that, if at any point in that system, that lift goes wrong and Mm -hmm. you do not know how to get out of the way, you're going to end up on YouTube on a gym fail compilation video. (laughs) And those do not look pretty. They do not or, look or, pretty. You or, don't want to be that person on the, Yeah, they, no, they, they do don't not, look comfortable. No. I mean, I'm sure the majority of people have seen somebody go to put a barbell over their head. Oh, it yeah. falls down on their neck. Oh, they yeah. go down face first. 
they probably didn't learn how to fail. It clearly, isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, it, it not weird, but it's it. That's such a great point. The fact that you actually, in your process of teaching and education, teach them that not only how to fail, but it's a an important component to the growth. Very important. You must fail to grow. That should be a fucking bumper sticker, right? Yeah. In fact, I'm going to make one. Yeah, there I, it is. I, I mean, you I must I, fail. I can't. To grow. I can't tell you. In fact, I just had a client meeting this morning, and I probably said that about ten times. Really? Yeah. Well, because you know, you, you deal with perfectionism. You deal with people that come in and they think they have to be perfect. Sure. They think that everything they do has to be because there's a spotlight on them, and they have there's uh, expectations, yep. which is the worst. Yeah. Because nobody is. Everybody's just a flawed. You know, but more often than not, isn't it an internal expectation? It's not even as much as exactly. an external. They it's, just it's it's perceived external, yep. like from from expectations from usually from parents. Sure, and it's a neural it's a neural pathway yep. thing that's been developed when they were really young. But they but it is it's all internal. It's it's an ego. It, yeah. it's just an ego thing. And they ha- and if they're perfectionists, then God knows if they fail, then they are a failure. Yep. And that's and and but only to themselves, not really to anybody right. else. Well, we don't. Themselves. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. Yeah, it's like you right? failed. Okay, so yeah. get up and keep going. It, I, it would be interesting to me for you to, it, it, if you could tell me if you deal with people when you try to when you teach them how to fail initially, if you mm-hmm. get resistance. In this instance, no, mm-hmm. because they understand that I'm looking out for their best benefit. I'm looking out for their health. I'm teaching oh. them to not get hurt. Interesting. Yes, because they understand. They they trust me. They say, okay, Shane, like this must be like some legit shit if you're teaching me how to miss first before I make. Yes. Inter- yeah. So it- now, now that we've established that relationship, that bond, mm-hmm. now we can move forward. You know how to miss. Let's learn technique. Let's put some weight on the bar and let's get going. Isn't that funny? Because in it in an analogy, that actually applies to even doing coaching, doing totally. everything. But now as they keep progressing and as they keep adding a little bit more weight to the bar, they know how to fail. So they're they're fine with putting a little bit more weight and pushing themselves a little bit further because they know they're not going to get hurt. They know how to fail. Mm -hmm. So they say, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. it. I might miss this. I know how to miss. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Throw it up. They miss. Dump it forward. They fall Mm -hmm. down. They realize, oh, I'm okay. I can do that. I'm going to try it again. Give me that bar. And we can can take this and apply this concept to just everybody else Mm -hmm. in regards to the thing we're talking about today, like you know, some, some basic important concept of creating balanced fitness in yep. your in your life. Be, learning how to fail is a really big thing. Oh, it's a huge thing. But and the the weight room is one of the easiest places to push yourself to failure. Not many people know how to push themselves to failure. It's sometimes you don't even give rep ranges. You just say, hey, you're gonna do as many as you can. Mm-hmm. Go, go until you fail. Mm-hmm. And then three more after that. Yep. And then they realize like, oh, I'll probably be able to get 10. And if mm-hmm. you tell yourself you're gonna get 10, you probably will get 10. If mm-hmm. you say 20, you'll probably get 20. Right. It's uh, you start to realize Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Say I I can push myself, yeah, a little bit further than I ever thought I could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most people are pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, it's that uh, I always love the Navy SEAL thing, the forty percent thing. What's I love it. The four, which one's that? The, the seals have a have a concept. It's called the forty percent, and it's uh, when you are at failure or when you feel so you can't do anymore. You've only you've only expelled forty percent. Absolutely. You know, so I, it, I totally agree with that. Right. So yeah. that it's because it, it's all here. Oh yeah. It's all here. So they even you, uh, they even teach us that in uh, exercise phys. One of the, did they? Yeah. Even yeah. in college, one of the things they teach us is to say, you know, when you think you cannot push yourself any further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's this. More yeah. often than not, they say 90% of the time, at least mm-hmm. in exercise fizz, your body mm-hmm. is capable of more. It's your mind that right. holds you back. Exactly. It's a restriction. Yep. And that goes the same thing with uh, dieting. 
uh, nutrition, Absolutely. with exercise, and and with implementing a a strategy, a fitness strategy, maybe yep. a, a, maybe an exercise program within sure. your busy life schedule. Mm-hmm. So it, let's roll out of the diet nutrition okay. and kind of go into. Uh, I the question I have, uh, and I ask a lot of people, is do your expectations match your life structure? And and we talk about you know when people come in and they initially say, and I and I'm, I'm sure you probably dealt with this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what what do you want from this program? Yeah, and they and they may be uh they may have a 60 hour a week job and yep. they may be totally out of shape. Yep. and eat like hell. Yep. and they want to be uh Arnold. Yeah. In four and a half months or something, I want to be able to lift a Buick. Yep. Uh, you know, I want to be able to to go out and you know crush uh, uh you know crush beer cans yep. with my bicep. So a lot of that is uh, is your is, is what you see in your mind even realistic? And what's it based on? Is it based more on social construct? Is it based on all the fit chicks that are on Instagram? Oh yeah. And then, and then, how do you? It, it, first of all, yes, these are all rhetorical questions yeah, because this yes, happens. Yeah, yeah, this happens right. to us all the time. Oh yeah. So, that, and that's one thing that I think people should realize is that when you really, when you come in or, or when you want to create a balance, mm-hmm. you've got to look at your current situation and set realistic goals, right? Yes. So when someone comes, somebody comes in and throws all that shit at you, yeah. How do you ground them? Into more of a let's take this you know piece by piece yeah. and let's deal with what you have already. Uh, I would say we take your analogy of eating an elephant, right? You don't attack the entire thing at once and eat as much as you can. You mm-hmm. take it one bite at a one time. One bite at a time. So you say, hey, you know what? You, I mean, <laughs> we got to crawl before we walk. So let's see if you are in any sort of shape to even be touching weights right now. <laughs> right, which is a good point. So a lot of my times is I'll take that guy and I'll humble him by saying, all right, you want to be jacked and strong, but you can't even push a fucking sled for 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. How can you How can you get that fucking strong if you can't push a sled without any weight for more than 20 seconds without falling on the floor and dying? Mm-hmm. How do you expect to? So you put, so you give them a little bit of a. Oh yeah, every every one of <laughs> every every one of my clients, unless they have some sort of restriction or uh, prior injury, they will go through three to four weeks of a general physical preparedness program where they will kick their own ass. They will slam med balls. They will throw ropes. They will push sleds. They will run. They will do. You have to establish a baseline first. And then they realize, once they see that, they realize, oh, shit, my own goals were not, how the fuck did I ever think I was going to get strong? I can't even, yeah. I can't even make it through a half hour of this circuit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So then, exactly. and then all of a sudden they start to come back down. They say, okay, I, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to, I need to crawl before I walk. Mm-hmm. So then they're crawling out of there by the end of the session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like legit, like, le- like, legit, <laughs> like legitimately crawling. Uh, people threaten to cry, and I say, oh, yeah. it, tears don't help. Right, tears are not gonna get you uh, any more energy mm-hmm. or make this any easier. Yeah. Uh, the only way it gets easier is if you get stronger. Right. So, yeah. so how would somebody take that if they were just kind of starting on their own again? Yeah. They don't want to go into a trainer. They don't want to do that. Uh, and they and they, how can they take that? Uh, that attack or that approach sure. uh, on with themselves. So uh, funny you ask that. I I did have this question probably last week with one of my other clients who needs to do stuff on days he's not with me. So what does he do? Most often than not, uh, people try to find something to do and they're so overwhelmed by trying to find a perfect plan that they just say, "Fuck it, I'm just going to train with Shane tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try and stress about it." 
There's no need to stress. Take a second. You got 30 minutes out of the day. That's all you need. Take 30 minutes. Pick three exercises. Donate 10 minutes to each one of the exercises. You can split it up into upper body, lower body, and core. It's so simple. You do as many squats as you can for 10 minutes. Body weight squats, air squats. Do as many knee down push-ups or girl push-ups, but I know plenty of guys who need to do knee down push-ups. Sure. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Do as many push-ups as you can in 10 minutes. Don't it, it don't expect this insane number and it has to be perfect. Just do something and then hop on the floor and maybe do, I don't know, plank off and on for as long as you can for 10 minutes. And that that's it. 30 minutes is done. The TV can roll the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, food can be in the oven at mm-hmm. the same time. 30 minutes is pretty. And it, do, it doesn't take, there is no magic program. There is no, just do something, pick something. And then the next day you, you train with me or whoever, or you're sitting on yourself, you just, you keep the same format, you swap the exercises. Mm -hmm. So now maybe you grab, I don't know, some sort of resistance within your house and you just do overhead presses for 10 minutes, as many Mm -hmm. as you can. Take a break, however long you need. Then all of a sudden you realize like, okay, I'm coming back to the next week. How how many did I do last week? Okay, I think I can do more this week. Mm -hmm. And then you start to ramp it up a little bit and then you all of a sudden you get through 30 minutes and you're like, I could probably go for another 10. You go 40 minutes and then it starts to, and it builds. It's and a progression great, again. Great the yeah, just, yeah. Start, just start easy. Just start basic stuff. That's all you need. There it's, is no. It's simple, but it's difficult. Exactly. Less is more. Mm-hmm. Which is really the key. And that's yeah. what we want to get to. That's the main point of this whole show mm-hmm. is the fact that it, it it's really not as science. I mean, as scientific as it is. Science based. I mean, it's science based, but it doesn't have to be for everybody to start something and to and to create a level of consistency in their in their workout because or in their programming in their life because sure. the bottom line is is that you will not progress from a mental emotional you know expansion you will not your your life will not expand unless you take care of your body absolutely it ha- it it is a vital component to everything yep and that's and and, and that's what I want to stress today so the other thing I want to do was well, I talked about trying to change too much too soon. And we talked about that shocking the system and all that. Yeah. Um, and the, and an honest assessment of, of where you're at now. So we talked about the eating. Yep. In terms of making small changes. What, what do you think about food logs? Food logs are great if you're honest. And okay. Okay. You, first of all, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So it never, it, it never <laughs> happens. So I guess a food logs are a waste of time because you're going to do it. You're going to lie to yourself and that and every, and you're still fat. So, right. Not to be rude, but no, no, no. Uh, but, 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 you, but, but you didn't but, see any changens. You did nothing, nothing happened. Right. You did a food log and nothing changes. Then it leaves another bad taste in your mouth. I right, said, yeah, "Well, yeah. I tried a food log. It didn't fucking work." And right. we're like, "Well, exactly." Yeah, and I was telling you that because we we've had the same experience. Clients will do food log and then they will first of all they, they'll change what they eat. Yep. For those three or four days. Yeah. Just because they want to make sure that they're doing it the right way, yeah. or they'll lie like hell. Yep. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, and then it or or they'll yeah, or they'll have it, but then they won't put down. The amount that they had, which is part of the lying part, I which guess. is so fucking vague. Like you have, it, what's the point? What's the point of of but, writing down what you had if you're not gonna track? But oh, yeah, that's that's what's going on, and that's yeah. why they're where they're at now. Yeah, that's exactly why they're at. It's all that cognitive dissonance. It's all that battle back and forth. The fact Absolutely. they can't be honest with themselves. That's why they got to where they're at, or lack of uh, internal drive. Most exactly. Don't, yeah. uh, Consistency, structure, all that fun stuff. Yes, exactly. So, so somebody coming into you, yep. really busy life. Okay, uh, what would be your, you know, your one thing to say in order to to get something going? Uh, what would you have them commit to? 
I would say let's try and find time, maybe three times a week, 30 minutes, where you can get down to me, um, and we'll go through real quick, basic stuff, uh, general physical preparedness, we'll get you in shape, we'll build up your work capacity, um, and then get you hooked to the point where you like it, and then once you feel more comfortable and you want to make it more of a priority in your life, we will increase the time. So... You kind of hook them by saying, all right, 30 minutes. They oh, You always feel better after you get a good workout in. You do. Everybody does. Well, it's a chemical release. Yes, exactly. It's a chemical release. Yeah. Everybody does. You have a good workout and mm-hmm. that you feel good. You want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates it when they first show up. Mm-hmm. If you just get to the gym, you're, you're not going to turn around and leave. You're already there. You're probably just going to do it. Just show up. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure you get through 30 minutes. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care what you ate. I don't give a shit about that. Just show up Mm -hmm. and I'll work with you. Not every day is going to be your best training day. I understand that. If that were the case, 90 year olds would be the strongest people in the world because every day they just keep getting better, right? things progressed in that. Exactly. It doesn't work like that. I understand. There's different physiological factors that go into every day. So I'll just Mm -hmm. come in and work with me. Shane, I got three hours of sleep last night. I was up boozing with whoever. I had to get up early. I had this project. I didn't sleep, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just come in. I'll work with you. So at least we're doing something. You'll feel better once you leave. Mm-hmm. You won't regret a good workout. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. So you get them hooked there. Just a couple, a couple of sessions, maybe three weeks. Maybe maybe it's only two times a week for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Then then they up it to three. And then they say, hey, maybe we do two half hours and one hour session. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's two hour sessions. Maybe mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden before you know it, you're down the road. Um, and you've progressed again into a, uh, you know, now on your days when you're not doing anything or if you miss a workout, you feel guilty mm-hmm. and you start, oh, I'll just do a little something at home. Again, the same concept. It's that progression, not perfection. Yep. And it's just small, start somewhere. small stuff. Hey, listen, I've been working out for 30 years. Yeah. Right. Con- pretty consistently through 30 years. I still have days where I do not want to go to the gym. I Absolutely. mean, I, I am. Absolutely. I am. I am motherfuckering it all the way in yep. the car. And you're looking for every the, excuse. Every possible. Like, ah, I got some laundry to do. God, I hope I, I get got... a flat tire. Yeah, exactly. You know? yep. and, and, and I get there and I'm like, God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be. I do my first workout. Usually I start off with a compound, like a squat or yep. a deadlift or something, which is the worst because I hate it. Yeah. And then I'm there. And then after I get through about three sets, then I'm, I'm dialed. Yeah. Now you're Cause, in. Because right? all the chemicals yep. are kicking yep, in. Yep. Exactly. You exactly. feel better. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've had days where I go in where... I'm not excited to be there. I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I, I'm on a program. I need to train today, but I right. really don't want to. But I just show up. I just I just get on the bar. I just start working a little bit. And all of a sudden, I, once I get going, I'm like, actually, I feel pretty good. And I've had days where I will PR in a movement. I've, really? I've had days e- where... I'm, even on days when you weren't expecting Yeah, anything. on days where I was like, where I had to fucking grind just to even grab the bar. Hmm. I will, once I get going, I'll say... Actually, I feel pretty good. Let me take this up a little bit and see how I do. And I've had I've literally had days that like that where I PR. Wow. When I did. Well, tell people what PR is. Uh, personal record or yeah. PB, personal best. Right. Yeah. So in whatever movement, squat, deadlift, bench, whatever you your your choice, just mm-hmm. try to PR in something. Uh, give it gave it a shot on days when I didn't even want to be in the gym. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. You you hit a PR and yeah. then there's your chemical release. You feel good. You feel oh, yeah. great. You just. Went from maybe not even training to so don't let your own uh, stress or whatever barriers you have get in the way of training. Just show up. You it might turn out a lot better than you think. Just show up. Yep. 
Just show up. Just show up. So progression, not perfection. Just show up. Yep. Dedicate yourself to just showing up. Just showing You're up. You're not going to want to show up yeah. every day. There's nobody that wants to show up every single day. Nobody does. Stephen King in writing, you know, one of the best authors ever yep. in the history of mankind, said he writes every day. Most of the time, he doesn't want to. Yeah. And and it's not about inspiration. He doesn't wait for inspiration. Yep. He just sits down and starts writing, even if it's, you know, a whole uh, page of nonsense. Yeah. He just does it. And that's what you need to do. You know, sometimes I'll tell my clients, and this is kind of a PR nightmare, but I tell them, hey, if we only did the things we wanted to do, we'd all be shit. We'd all be drunk and pregnant. Everybody, <laughs> everybody be out drinking and everybody be out fucking. Yeah, one pretty much. Two. Yeah. One so, of the two. Yeah. I'm sorry. It doesn't work like that. I don't want to yeah. pay bills, but I do them anyway. Mm-hmm. So even though you don't want to, you just do it. You just show up anyway. Cause you know, what's good for you. It's medicine. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't taste great some days, mm-hmm. but you got to take it. You got to do it. And you got to do it. Cool. Yep. Thanks man. Appreciate it. Yeah. That was a good show. Hey, that's right? it. Yeah, right. Anything cool. else you want to say kind of uh, that on your, on uh, you know, top of your head that you want to throw out there before we one service announcement sleep. Oh, okay. Sleep. Get good, restful sleep. I have no problem with that. Yeah. A lot of people do, though. Many yeah. Many people. Yeah. It's, I didn't realize it's increasingly becoming an issue with more and more of my clients is stress, alcohol, whatever. They think it's normal to be exceptionally tired every morning, and that's not normal. Right. It's, and be, so, it's becoming a norm. But. And, and, but, but consistent workouts actually help you with that because it's the release. It, it, it'll release serotonin. It'll, yep. it'll get your chemicals more balanced. Yep. And it won't get you to, you know, maybe overeat at night. It won't get you to have the coffee to stay up because you'll have more energy because you'll be more balanced. Exactly. So it'll be, it, it, I'll kind and of it actually, it. yeah, it, it, it affects your entire day if you get some sleep right. Everybody who's usually cutting you off in morning traffic, um, and ca- causing accidents. Did probably didn't get enough sleep. They hit the snooze button. They're tired. They're in a rush. They're on their way to work. Is that the reason? I believe so. I just thought they're a bunch of assholes. That too, but they're <laughs> but they're assholes because they're tired and they're running late for work and yeah, their bosses yeah. they're they're about to lose their job because they slept in too long. Right? Exactly. And yeah. Now, exactly. And, yeah, now, yeah, and now they're they're now they're trying to cut to work and then yeah. they get in the carpool lane because they're uh-huh. way behind on time and yeah. then you get a ticket. Now you're stressed out even more. You're even more late. It's just a whole. It's a whole domino effect. Yeah, that's funny because I actually, I every single time if I'm driving, if it's like 7.58 or something, I always look around because I go, okay, I know what's going to happen. You're going to have people going, just fucking hauling. Yep. Right yeah, trying to get past you. Yep. So I always know. I, I, I mean, I keep an eye on the clock all the time, just for just for fun, more than anything, knowing yep. that these people are just going to go batshit crazy. Yep. Because I guess they overslept. Yep. Or at like eight ten. Yep. You know, and now they're, they're just freaking. And yeah. it's it's hilarious uh, to watch when you're uh, sitting in rush hour traffic and you're early for work and you see these people panicking. And oh, doing freaking out! Yeah, because they know they're going to be late. Yeah. If you if you got a little bit more restful sleep, you would have woke up a little bit earlier. Maybe felt a little bit more refreshed. You would have been on time. You don't have to put yourself through that there you go just go to sleep so there's the three tips yeah the, the progression instead of perfection yes the eat the elephant one bite at a time yep. just dedicate yourself to showing up to show up and then get some damn sleep yep get some damn sleep your life will be infinitely better there you go so tell uh people that where they can get a hold of you if they need to or if they want to um so for me we are online fasttraining.com um, there's a hyphen in between there, fast-training.com. We're on 7th Street in Glendale here in Phoenix. Um, you can look me up on the web there or uh, strengthsensei.com, uh, certified practitioner on there 
as well. Do you guys have any online programs at all for people that are out of town? Uh, we do not offer any online programs, unfortunately, but that is something that uh, I have been advised to look into to save myself. Yeah, so much I, in fact, I, I talked to her. Stress. I talked to her last night about getting in your ear about that. Yes, because that's where it is. Oh yeah, no, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's yeah, where everything's yeah. where you can train right. as many people uh, yeah. remotely. Yeah, exactly. That's the way to go. Well, yeah. thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. you coming in. No, thanks for having me. Thanks, Angela. Thanks for thanks for sitting in uh, our conversation with us. Remember, you can uh, go to javabud.com for all the stuff, uh, all of the podcasts, all of everything, the videos and whatnot. I'm going to post the podcast on the podcast page, the video on the video page. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can also leave those. And I still have my freebie giveaway. You can go to the website and get the freebie giveaway. It's uh, seven phrases you absolutely have to know to have a kick-ass life, basically, is what it comes down to about kicking ass right it's all about kicking ass so thanks guys appreciate it thanks shane and uh, we'll see you guys we'll see you guys next week